ladies and gentlemen. We're back. We're back. Hey. The Shades of Night podcast is making its glorious return. Again. Again. But it wasn't that long this time. No. It was a uh, less radical sabbatical. What, like two weeks? Yeah. Like a two-week radicals. Uh, uh, a radical. Not so radical sabbatical? Not so radical sabbatical. And we're back now. And we're happy to be back. We're both doing great, I think. We're good. Yep. Same, same old, same old. Same old, same old. On today's podcast, we'll be covering several several topics, offering our both of our opinions, whether they're wanted, unwanted, justified, or unjustified. We'll start with the NBA. Mm-hmm. Well-documented jazz fans, I mean, Zach. Jazz drafted Keontae George, which we thought was the second. Like, we that was our afterthought. We got Taylor Hendricks. Right. Woo! Haven't even seen him yet. Haven't seen him. Keontae George, afterthought. Yeah. Turns out he's the Summer League's greatest player of all time. That was my thought, exactly. Yes. In his first Summer League game, he had what would have been his career high in both points and assists if he was still a Baylor. That's he crazy. never scored over 30 points and never had over 7 assists. And he had 33 and 10. Uh, 33 and 10, yeah. Not great defensive game yet. No. <sighs> he had three steals in the first. He had, he had, I thought he had good defensive performances in the Utah Summer League. It is the Vegas Summer League that he's been setting up. Which is the one that I care about. Well, that's the so, good one, yeah. yeah. Victor Wembanyama, he made his debut and sucked. Laughable. And then he had his second game and looked like the greatest player to ever touch a basketball. Against lesser opponents, yeah. I'm, I'm in on the Wimby stuff. I'm I still... My problem with him, I like him. I think he deserved to be the first overall pick. I get that. But people are saying, like, he's a flop. If he doesn't end like top ten all time, and that's just it's high expectations. That's insane. That's what LeBron's expectations were, and he lived up to them. I don't. I'm, I don't think Wemby is the same. I don't. I don't think he's the next LeBron. I just don't. Well, he's not the next LeBron. He's the first. We've never seen a player like this. If I, he has this career similar to Kevin Durant, that's I think, such high expectations. That's incredible. Honestly. The way that people are hyping him up right now, I feel like people will be disappointed. That would be if he's a top three player for fifteen years. Yeah, come on. I mean, the way people are hyping him up, he should be the best player for at least ten years, perhaps. And I feel like that's too high of an expectation for him. Well, the thing with Wimby is not only does he have a physique that looks breakable, but probably. I, w- I say it looks breakable, but Scoot Henderson's out for the rest of the summer league. He got injured. Yeah. Uh, um, he was the third pick. Brandon Miller hasn't been doing well. The fourth pick, Amon Thompson, also out for the rest of the summer league with injury. And so it's Wimby who stands pretty much alone in the top five. I mean, Azar's playing, but he's not playing well. As the yeah. only guy to really show up. I mean, Scoot looked great in his first game, so did uh, Amon. Am I saying? I think. I, I think it's Amon. Amon Thompson? I think. They both look great, but then they yeah. only played half a game. Yeah. Against each other, and they both look, yeah, I guess they both look <laughs> But Wimby's the one that didn't get injured out of those three. Yeah, games, so. I don't know. I feel like this is going to be a situation that, he like... He looked so good in the second game. When he, when he did a post move, shot it, like, seven feet away on one side, and caught the rebound seven feet away on the other side into an N1. Yeah. Come on. No, he's going to be good. And he had, um, he had five blocks in the first game. He's going to be automatically a top three rim protector the moment he steps into the league. 
Yeah. If he actually plays center. He's going to play center. He doesn't want to. He came out and said he does not want to play center. Well, that's ridiculous. I don't know. He wants to play power forward. I mean, he'd be fine at power forward, I think. I don't think he'd be as good. Tim Duncan, light. Tim Duncan, bigger. Uh, I don't know. Fun, fun sized. Even though he's fun sized Tim Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> Family sized Tim Duncan. That kind of works. Yeah, it works. Okay. Anyway, I. That's what's happening in the NBA. The yeah. free agency was boring. Really boring. People Fred got Van overpaid. Was was Fred Van Vliet the biggest signing? Probably. Yeah. Never Jeremy Grant. <laughs> Jeremy Grant. <sighs> okay, we're going to get into our top ten players going into the next season. We think that's relevant right now. It, we're in yeah. a lull. Teams are pretty much established going into next year. Barring some major Damian Lillard, <coughs> Damian Lillard trade, was that intentional cough? Barring a uh, Damian Lillard, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, see, okay, Zach, if you would like to do your ten to five first, and then I'll do my ten to five. Do we let's let's do this and go start at ten and just go back and forth. Let's do honorable mentions first. Okay, no, I have... wait, wait, wait. Let's not do honorable. Because no. then we're going to give away who we left off the list. Right, 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 right. Okay. Let's, st- let's start 10 to 5, right? Okay. Just just give me 10. Shea Gildress Alexander. Okay. I don't hate it. Um, my 10, Devin Booker. Okay. I don't know. Number what do you nine? mean you don't know? We'll, we'll, we'll debate more. What do you mean? Okay, okay. Nine. L- Lillard. I also had Dame at nine. At nine, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Number eight. LeBron James. I had Shai Gilgis Alexander. You had him at eight? I had him at eight. That's a flaming I don't know, take. dude. He's real good. <laughs> I really I, like him. I kept saying to you earlier, I was like, I have a hot take at number 10 to put him in the top 10, and you have him at eight. <laughs> that's crazy. That was your hot take. <laughs> that was my hot take was SGA. I feel like that's not a hot take at this point in time. Maybe. Okay. Number seven, Jason Tatum. Ooh. Who do you have at seven? Kevin Durant. Oh my god. You do not think Jason Tatum's better than Kevin Durant. Oh my god. I don't know. Get into it. Number six, I have Luca. Steph. You have Steph as low as six? Yeah. Ugh. Let's keep going. Number okay. five, who do you have? Embiid. I have Embiid at five as yeah. well. Number four, I have KD. I have Tatum at four. Oh, I don't like I don't like this. <laughs> Number three, I have Steph. Okay, three, I have Luka. Two, I have Giannis. Oh, I have Jokic. And then I have Jokic at one. You have yeah, Giannis. Yeah, and I have oh. Giannis at one. You cannot, <sighs> you cannot think, after watching this playoffs, that Jokic was not the best player in the world. He was dominant. He was dominant? He had the one of the best offensive players. You, offensive you put Giannis ever. and Jokic up against each other, Giannis is winning that nine times out of ten. One on one, it's a team game. Because you're we're talking about individual players. No, we're talking about no, we're talking about the best individual players in the league playing in the league. They're playing in a team sport. If this was a one on one competition, KD would beat Giannis. I actually don't know about that. Come on, KD, Giannis. Dude, KD's like forty five. If you're gonna go with 
See, that's my reason that they, for... Yo, that Giannis would beat Jokic in a one-on-one when Jokic's best skill is being the best passing center of all time. I think you're on a you're on a table full of lies. You sit on that table. Is it throne? Am I saying table and it's a throne of lies? It's throne. You don't I don't I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I know you don't sit on a table. Speak, uh, maybe maybe you speak do. for yourself. Speak <laughs> okay, for yourself. Okay, jeez. Super comfortable. I don't know. Um Dude. Okay, honorable mentions. Are you are you seeing who I left out of my top ten? Yeah, I'm gonna say who I left out. Alright, well LeBron I have at eleven. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. I love it. No. Yeah. He's too old. I love LeBron. Respect everything he's done. He's too old. He's not too old. Yeah. He's, he was just in the conference finals. Dude, he's finals. like 40. He was just in the conference finals and the best and player got on his swept. Team. Yeah. Who cares if they got swept? Who do you ha- Giannis got outsed in five to an eight seed. Yeah, but it was the heat. I like the heat. Oh, my God. Okay. You know Jim- who... Jimmy Butler is my first honorable mention. Okay. Devin Booker... I also have off of my top ten. Okay. Anthony Davis with an asterisk next to him, as well as Kawhi Leonard with an asterisk An- next Anthony to him. Anthony Street Clothes Davis. Yes, Anthony Data Davis. Yeah. Um, I have. I think you have Kawhi too. My asterisk is they just don't play basketball full time. Right. Anthony um, Davis is a little bit less worse of a case because he did play in the playoffs and he played well yeah. for the most part. But Jokic also ate his lunch and embarrassed him. Mm. So. See, I'm putting... Donovan Mitchell and Paul George are my final honorable mentions. I'd like to give yep. a shout-out. Um, Jaron Fox deserves some love as He well. does. John Morant. John Morant I did have in there, and then I took off. Aside from all the because shit that he's I, doing. Here's the thing. As I said, the best players to start the 23-24 NBA to season. To start... That was my thought, and I yeah. was like, well... He's not going to start. He's not going to start. Yeah, that's fair. So, I mean, in yeah. the next season, he's probably an honorable mention, but he's not... I don't think I would put Shea pretty easily above him. Yeah, at least right now. Well, Shea's a better defender. He's a worse playmaker, less athletic, but he's a way better shooter. Yeah. I think Shea... I mean, the Grizzlies have been more successful, but Shea really burst on the scene last year as one of, if not... The premier prolific scores in the league, oh, as well know. as yeah. as well as proving that he can take a team that no one expected to make any noise and make a lot of noise with them. Yeah, with the second Be best the player being my team. being my twin, Josh Giddy. Anyway, Jimmy Butler, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, those rounded out the. I mean, Jimmy missions. Butler's hard to leave off the top ten after he just dragged that team to the finals, but. Also, he it's also kind of easy to leave off the top ten. He didn't do much in the finals. No, he didn't. He was the best player on the Heat, but that wasn't saying... That's not saying, like, a ton. Yeah. I thought the Heat showed up, but they were very clearly outmatched. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler was not as heroic as he was in the 2020 NBA Finals. Which, by the way, at that moment in time, I was like, this guy's top five. Yeah. But, Crazy. you know, opinions change and so do people, but not us. Because nope. we're right. We're always right. So why would we change? Except for that time that it, we thought we were wrong, but we were still right. We were right that we were wrong. Yeah. What? We, well, we were wrong once, but we, we diagnosed it before anyone else we, did. So we were right about that. We were right about being wrong. Well. No. It's kind of a paradox. It's not meant for, it's not meant for our listeners. Okay. 
into the next segment. Uh. <laughs> What's been going on lately? We talked about the Grand Tour special coming out right before I let the last podcast. It has come out. Yep. It's been coming. Thoughts? It was good. It was okay. They are so old. They're getting old. And everything is just laid out for them. Yeah. They can't put them in the African safari on an African safari anymore and just be like, okay, you got to figure everything out and like let them struggle. It's like a comfort cushion along this way of this journey that just seems very comfortable. Nothing mm-hmm. goes wrong. Which is still interesting to... Like, I enjoyed I, it. I watched it. Cause I loved, I loved I watched those it three. But it doesn't have the same magic that it did. And I think it is because but they're getting old. That's a, little, that's a shame, too, because the Scandi flick did have that magic, I thought. I thought it revived the magic. Yeah. But I think a Scandi flick was more of a standout than a precedent. Yeah. And that makes me a little sad. Yeah. Yeah, James May came out and said somewhere, I don't know where it was that he thinks that they're coming to an end and that they should let someone younger take over in like that segment that they've captured <laughs> that segment is that what I'm looking for no I don't think so I don't think so either in that uh, genre uh, well cause Top Gear fell off the shitter when yeah Top no Top Gear is not it you know, what's funny to me about Top Gear is that when you watch, like, I like the reviews on YouTube that they post now, but I don't think I could watch that for an hour. No. I just get so bored. Yeah. Because they don't have the entertainment value that those three had. And that's a little sad to me, but we they left us a lot of content to rewatch. Rewatch. Which I have. Many, many times. Many times. Yeah. It's probably, I mean, if you talk about most rewatch shows, Top Gear's up there. I think that's up there for me, too. I've watched Grand Tour like six or seven times. Yeah. Just all the way through. SpongeBob, you know. Well, SpongeBob's a little different because they play the same episode every night at 10. So I just be like, ah. Oh. Yeah. Throw on Nickelodeon before bed. I was a bedtime TV guy. Did you fall asleep to the TV when you were a kid? I do now. You do? Specifically to SpongeBob. Yeah. Oh. Just so it rings through yours? <laughs> That's exactly That, that was the worst SpongeBob impression <laughs> I've ever <laughs> That's something more like Peter from Family Guy. <laughs> yeah. A little bit like that. Uh-huh. I don't think I could do a SpongeBob even if I tried. You know they modeled his laugh after a dolphin? Did you know dolphins are rapists? I did know that. Mm. Tough. Did you know I haven't been to the ocean so in like SpongeBob, five years? Cause I'm so I'm not, I'm, I don't think I'm too far jumping. SpongeBob equals... Rapist? You said it. If they modeled him after... Hot take. <laughs> Is that a hot take? Lukewarm take. It's a very lukewarm you take. You can see it. I can see it. Lots of holes in that sponge. Is he taking it or giving it? SpongeBob, your boy. Is that Mr. Krabs? <laughs> this has gone so awry. We're, we're going else. Wait a minute. We're going <laughs> what movies have we seen recently? Zach? Nada. Nope, I don't. I haven't seen any movies lately. I've seen all the new movies. I know you. Let have. me get into detail. Yes, about please, can, please. Okay. Asteroid City, Wes Anderson's new feature film, one of the best Wes Anderson's films I've seen. Really? I loved it. It was super complex. It was a a a play inside a play inside a play a a, a, a show about a play about a play made into a movie. What? It's really com- It's super meta, super meta. Freaking loved it. I mean, great performances. I thought it was super endearing and genuine. And I really liked the message at the end that just 
it kind of just concludes, well, you don't have to know what's going on. We just do it anyways. Good luck. Good luck, Charlie. Charlie Brown. We're just throwing things out now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, go, I drop a good luck Charlie and go, Charlie Brown? <laughs> just connecting the dots. Let's name everything we can name. Ready? Go. <laughs> okay, ready? From the top, everything that's ever crossed through your mind. My brain literally just imploded. Yeah. You guys ever think about nothing? Yes, all the time. Like just completely blank. Apparently mind. women can't do that. I can't do that. Oh. My, my, uh, Are you a woman? My severe undiagnosed OCD. No, there's anything wrong with that. My severe undiagnosed OCD is always running and just looping. Just, we're looping. OCD, you're like ADHD, where you can't like focus on anything, can't hold still. I can hold focus. Okay. I have good focus. Yeah. I think I have OCD, where I loop on the same things. Huh. Tell me more about that. About my undiagnosed OCD? Yeah. So, off crippling. Huh. Because <laughs> things don't really bother me. Things bother me. I know. Like, I'm, I, I think I'm always thinking about, am I on time? Am I, well, like, I pleasing yeah. people around me? Am I acting the way I should? When I was a kid, I would watch shows, but if they were too weird, I'd be like, this show doesn't make me feel normal enough. And I want to just be normal. <laughs> I want to be as so normal as I can. I watched like two episodes of Gravity Falls. I'm like, ugh. I could never a, watch that show. This gives yeah. me a non Maybe I'm feeling. more OCD than I thought because I'm exactly the same way. Maybe. But, but I also like but loop on like, the same things. If I do something wrong, like if I make a mistake, I'll loop on it. Depends on how big it is for me. And it's hard if to break If it's like loop. a smaller mistake, do you ever sit there and think, oh, I made this mistake and if I don't fix it, I'm not going to stop thinking about it. Well, then you'd just stop thinking about it. No. Okay. I don't think you have OCD. I don't think so either. Maybe you do. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe. It depends on what Shout it is. Ava. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe. Live so uncertain, Zach. My life is uncertain. Your life is... And what a beautiful thing that is. To have an uncertain life? Well, do you want to live a certain life? It's a blank canvas... A blank canvas on which we will shit on. What? <laughs> a blank canvas on which we will shit on for the rest of our lives. Why are we shitting on the blank canvas? It's I'm pristine. Just, it's a joke about things going wrong. So I'm not intentionally shitting on the blank canvas. I now want to shit on a canvas. That's, like... You could sell that. I feel like not many people would buy that. I'm going to be honest with no, you. No, I think if you, if you, if you branded it the right way... Like, if you had a clever name, it was like, my life's gone to shit. I <laughs> do like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a brown smudge. It's, in, it's interpretive <laughs> art. <laughs> so is it actual shit on the canvas, or is it a picture? I have multiple iterations. Okay. It was a, I ate, I ate something bad that day, and then Ooh, decided so to it's like, I don't want to go into detail on this anymore. I don't either. This is a bad Wheel idea. back. Asteroid City. <laughs> Great movie. Yeah. Four and a half stars out of five. Really? Really good. Huh. My fourth best movie of the year. Wow. No Hard Feelings. The Jennifer Anderson sex comedy. Yeah. Also awesome. For... I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was well written. I thought it was also specific surprisingly... Scene or... 
We'll get into that. Surprisingly okay. well shot. Lots I thought there was some angles. really beautiful cinematography in it, and I was really surprised <laughs> by that. But I also thought it was like the funniest movie I've seen in like five years. Really? Like that's come out in the last five years. Right. Because <coughs> comedies just aren't, aren't what they used to be. Yeah. We're not getting a, a super bad nowadays. Right. That's just never going to happen. Maybe I should see <clears throat> this movie. Hmm? Maybe I should see it. No Hard Feelings? Yeah. Okay, yes. Ashton's stamp of approval goes on No Hard Feelings. Four out of five stars. Four out of five. Also a top ten movie this year so far. Okay. Then, we get down to Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Yeah. Really bad. Mm. Two out of five stars. Here's the thing. Why I got two. It's a terrible story. It makes no sense. They keep like they kept saying these things to like make sure the movie set in nineteen ninety four and they kept saying things to be like, Oh, by the way, we're still in nineteen ninety four. They'd be like, Oh man, this OJ trial. <laughs> they kept doing things Throw like that. Throw that in there. They kept doing things like that. It was so funny. Make sure uh, nobody's confused. At the end of the day, I thought the robot I love to watch robots fighting. It's, oh yeah. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. Optimus Prime. The voice guy is getting old. Is he? Peter or something. Is it still the same guy? It's still the same guy that did yeah. the cartoon. And he sounds awesome, but like you can like hear his like saliva in his mouth Ugh. while you're watching the movie. If you really get pay attention to it. And of course it's a Transformers movie, so it's super cheesy. I thought Michael Bay, his eye for action is just better than this director. I'm spacing his name. Oh, so this wasn't Michael Bay. No, it's the first non-Michael Bay Transformers movie, oh. besides Bumblebee. Yeah. This is in the Bumblebee universe, not in the standard universe. Oh, interesting. Because in the first universe, they arrived at the start of the first movie. Right. As they're falling asteroids onto the ground. Yeah. But in this iteration, they've been there for a while, and it's 1994. Huh. It, I thought Anthony Ramos was pretty bad. Yeah. And I like him. And it disappointed me that he was bad. Hmm. He's the main actor in this movie. Yeah. Besides that, um, I don't think I've seen any other of the new movies. Um, Mission Impossible is about to come out. Barbie and Oppenheimer are about to come out. By the time we have the next podcast up, we will review those. Yeah. We're I'm at. actually going to see some of those. So. Well, you'll see all of them. Well, I don't know if I'll watch Barbie. Dude. Barbie's the most excited for it out of those three. Really? You are not on the Barbie hype train? I don't know. I'm <coughs> big Margot fan Robbie? of the cast. I, Margot Robbie is my favorite person in Hollywood. Give me one scene she's in that you like. In any movie? <laughs> Babylon. The whole opening scene and the ending scene. Okay. Um, let's keep going through her movies. She's in the Tarzan movie. Uh-huh. When she's captured. Awesome scene. Great acting. Yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. There it is. That's why you like it. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. She's great in everything she's in. I think she's the best actress. No, she actually... Uh, I'm not giving her credit. She's good. Yeah. And she's also Margot Robbie. Right. Anyways, Ryan Gosling's also in this movie. Apparently... I do like the cast. Uh, yesterday, it debuted on Rotten Tomatoes after the world premiere. 54 reviews. Do you want to guess what it deb- debuted on Rotten Tomatoes as? Is it high or low? I won't say. Okay. I'm going to throw out a number I think is going to be high. I'm going to throw out 86. 100. 
No way. It debuted at 100% No way. Really? Which Rotten Tomatoes is a terrible metric. Is that basically them saying it's a perfect movie? No. So it's 100% of those 54 critics gave it a positive review. Oh, I see. That's how Rotten Tomatoes scores work. It's not like 54 people said this is a a 10 out of 10. It said 54 people gave it positive reviews. So it might not stay at 100. No, we can actually check what it's at now. Okay. Okay. (coughs) Excuse me, I've got a cough. Let's see. Barbie. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, I gotta look up to, I guess. We come prepared. We always come prepared. Okay, we're loading in. Um, not, not loading. Refreshing. Not loading. It says zero currently. Hmm. That's about what I would have guessed. Is that too harsh? Yeah, I think it's a little harsh. Okay. So, the first reaction said Cinematic Triumph. I'm in. Greta Gerwig is a fantastic director. Yeah. Lady Bird is a work of art. Yeah. And I'm in. Okay. That's the most in. Then Oppenheimer second, Mission Impossible third. And I love Mission Impossible. Yeah. I am excited for Oppenheimer. I think that'll be good. Dude. Mission Impossible, they're claiming ahead of time that it's the best one yet. It can't be better than Fallout. The early reactions I've seen have said slightly worse than Fallout. Really? Okay. Now, Fallout, when Henry Cavill does the fake punch. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's action porn. (laughs) (laughs) Henry Cavill doing that fake punch is like the coolest moment in movies like ever. Mm. One of them. Yeah. Um, But I'm still excited for all three. Oppenheimer, they, they branded it like no CGI. Christopher Nolan used no CGI. But that doesn't mean he didn't use any VFX, and I think that's an important distinction to make right. before people see this. He didn't actually explode an atomic bomb. Now he made a huge explosion and then enhanced it digitally. A CGI shot is completely computer generated, right? Whereas a VFX shot is visually enhanced. Hmm. And I would like I would like our, I would like our select listeners to know that going into Oppenheimer before I see tweets that say I can't believe he exploded. Half of the Nevada landscape. Yeah, no, because we would we would know about that. He drops a nuke, we're hearing about that. Well, first off, if Christopher Nolan had access to a nuclear bomb, that's, who are they that, not? Who are they not giving it to at that point? I don't know. That's pretty cool. I, if I was president and Christopher Nolan came to me and said, "I just need one," I just need one bomb. I'd give it to him. I think I would too. So the first three nuclear explosions. The two devastations in Japan and Christopher Nolan's, <laughs> Christopher Nolan's Christopher Nolan's feature twenty twenty three feature Oppenheimer <laughs> about said two bombs that already blew up. Yeah, I'd, I'm curious how they're going to betray this. I think it's going to be a lot of moral struggle. Robert Oppenheimer's moral struggle with creating such a devastation. Yeah, I am death, the destroyer of worlds, the famous yeah. Robert Oppenheimer quote. I kind of want to read about him before I go into it, but I don't know. I heard that it was a very realistic depiction of how actually it was historically accurate. The movie is? Yeah, it's not super dramatized. He had a dramatic life. That's good. Yeah. Hmm. But it's a stacked cast. Not as stacked as Barbie. Michael Sarah's in Barbie, dude. Really? Yeah. He plays an Alan. There's only one (laughs) Alan. (laughs) It's so good. Um, Uh. But we'll give our detailed reviews on that. Next. Next time. We're going to go into... 
our favorite segment, really. It's become our favorite bum, segment. Bum, 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 bum. The Grinded Gears. The Grinded Gears, where we talk about what really grinds our gears. We're pissed off people, and we've got some strong pisses to piss on. Yeah. We've got some strong pisses to piss. Yeah. Okay. Would you like to get started, Zach? I can get started. Can I throw out a big one right up front? Yeah. This is more of a controversy than something that really grinds my gears. But are you grinded? It does kind of grind me a little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me rephrase that. This is something that grinds on Zach. Uh, aliens. Like, why, do, why are you grinded? More so the people that don't believe in aliens. Because I hardcore believe in aliens. When you say hardcore believe in aliens. Like hardcore grind believe in aliens. So you're on the alien train. Yeah. For Alien City population... Me. Zach. Yeah. There's an alien in Asteroid City, by the way. Really? Played by Jeff Goldblum. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. You you only have that to say about aliens. Huh. I've got some hot takes to say about aliens. Okay. I also think they're real. So let let me clarify what I mean by they're real. I think there is life... 100% 100% in my mind. There is no question in my mind. There is life outside of Earth. That's not on this planet. There's life out there. Now, has life, has alien life ever been to Earth? That's another no. question. I don't think so. So let's think about this and let's explain why aliens are real. We are but a speck of dust yeah. on this planet, me and you. That very, spe- uh, two very handsome, attractive one, specks of dust, but yes. Yes. The best spe- specks of dust there are. We might be two of the best. We are just one we, particle of sand. We're up there. On yeah. this planet. Yeah. This, this planet is one of nine in a vast solar system. Yeah. Of which that solar system is another particle of sand in a vast universe. In, in a vast in a galaxy. So, yeah, yeah, in a galaxy. Right. Which is then, that is a sp- particle of sand. Yeah. One thing of sand in our universe of which is infinite and is growing. We don't know that for sure, but yes. It's probably growing. Yeah. And to think that there is not one other speck of sand that somehow the math worked out. The chances, all the chances, the right chances happened. Yeah. The fish started walking on other planets. Now, think about that. If, by chance, the universe is infinite, because we don't know. It could be. If it is, that doesn't just mean that there's other life out there. It means that there's, like, infinite versions of you. Not of me, I don't think. If it's infinite, there's a finite amount of, like, combinations of atoms Possible. Well, this is it's, getting into a discussion of whether or not you think your soul is unique. We can go there if you want. We want to get religious on it. I don't know if I want to. I'm get not religious a religious on man, it. but I would say I'm. Spiritual I'm not very man. religious either. I I know. Did I'm you just out. say you're spiritual but not religious? I, this is exactly what I said. You're going straight to hell. I think. Okay. I think people that. Of course, I'm kind of the I'll same way. I'll meet you there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll see you in hell, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> You think people that say they're spiritual but not... I don't know. That's just, a family guy bit. Yeah, it totally is. You saw that? <laughs> That's a family guy joke. Yeah. But, 
when uh, Peter's in an elevator with God. With God. Goes, do people... <laughs> He has someone, he's like, do someone, do murderers go to hell? I don't know. Yeah, it's not murderers, it's something else. A bad person, do bad yeah. people go to hell? And then he's like, no. But then he's like, do uh, people that... <laughs> are not religious, but call themselves spiritual, go to hell? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I agree, it's a funny joke. Yeah. But I, th- I would never subscribe to any religion. Any organized religion. You wouldn't? I would never. Okay. It's not who I am. Okay. But I do believe there's a higher power. Okay. I'm pretty strong in my belief that there's a higher power. Okay. I believe I in indiv- that. I believe in individualistic souls. Yeah. And I think that we just can't understand there are so many dimensions and complexities of the universe that we our human minds can't understand. It's like trying to explain algebra to a frog. Right. Can't even comprehend. There's there's limitations to our brain. Yeah. And that in itself is I think the stem of organized religion is that there are limitations to our brain so people got frustrated and this gave us a a reason or a way to explain why things happen that we don't understand I am not a Christian really? Mm. I don't no okay I'm not saying Jesus Christ didn't live there's many historical things to prove Jesus Christ lived but I think uh I don't. I don't subscribe to the Bible's teachings. Okay. I mean, not necessarily teachings. Uh, the Bible and its truth. Right. I was raised a uh, member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, of which I am. No, I am farly distanced from and okay. outspoken about. Yeah. And of which I am not afraid to speak my voicings about. But okay. I will not. I respect that on this podcast. At least today, unless someone asks, sends an email to Shades at Night Pod at gmail.com. Yeah, have we received any emails lately? I haven't looked. I don't think so. But if Should you send an email, now? we're gonna look. Yeah. If you send an email, you send an email, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. But no, I'm not. I'm not a religious man. But I'm also not an atheist, or I don't believe I'm agnostic either. So what are you? You're spiritual, is what you are. Maybe. Yeah. I believe in peace in one's soul. I believe in energy. I believe in the science of energy. I like that. Thanks. I don't think I have anything to add. Okay, nothing to add to the alien conversation. Except- whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I have plenty to add to the alien conversation. Okay, keep going on the alien conversation. No, I, uh, that's pretty much it. I just don't think aliens... People, people bug me. People really grind my gears because they're like... No, we're... the. The scientific, the chances of this happening again somewhere else are so insignificantly small that there's no chance that there's life anywhere else. You know what I say to those people? You are insignificantly small. Yes. You are more insignific- insignificant. That's small them than trying those to chances. feel better about themselves. Now, the science of traveling between univer- to between galaxies probably not going to happen. Probably not going to happen. No. So I think we're safe. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it's out there doesn't mean we'll ever find it. Well, I, or they find us. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think they will. I don't think so either. I feel confident that an alien's not going to come. Yeah. I'd be willing to bet like 20 bucks on it. Now, the thing about this is that people will be like, oh, you believe in aliens. But then there's people that will be like, I think our our world leaders are aliens. Or that, yeah, that, like the whole reason that uh, ancient civilizations were able to build pyramids from aliens. I don't know about that. I think they were just really freaking smart. And I think humans... We don't give them the credit... I think humans are incredible beings that figure things out. Yeah. 
What are the chances that... We have flying boxes that go through the air and travel the whole world in 24 hours. Yeah. What are the chances that, obviously in different ways, but that they were more technologically advanced than we are? Well, they're not technically... Well... Different types of technology that we don't even understand or comprehend. I don't think our... I don't think in the grand scheme of our evolution that our brain has evolved to be significantly better than theirs critical thinking wise okay we built upon their inventions yeah which means in a way because we could build a pyramid today it'd be pretty easy actually yeah I guess if we had one now modern modern governments I think it'd be hard hard to do it but if we had like a (coughs) dude you got you gotta stop coughing. <laughs> I can't stop coughing. Dude. This is a strong cough. I had to mute myself there. Uh, if we, with modern governments and the way that they allocate money, I don't think we can build a pyramid. We have the ability to make a pyramid, but it wouldn't happen. The Burj Khalifa is more impressive than a pyramid. That was a yes, um, but I'm pretty sure that was like a private builder. Yeah, but I'm saying we can do stuff that is incredible. Okay. Yeah, the yeah, Vegas yeah. Sphere. I'm excited for that. You put that Vegas Sphere in ancient Egypt, and they're not, they, their backs are turned to the pyramids. <laughs> they do not care anymore. <laughs> they don't give a shit about those giant pyramids. There is a ball with a basketball on it. Yeah. They don't even know what a basketball is, but they're intrigued. See, this is what I was saying to Zach earlier today, is if we had a person from the past, the first thing I would do is I would show them a CGI-filled movie, like The Flash. Yeah. And just be like, yep, we can do that. This is everybody. I wouldn't show them cell phones or anything. No. This is what we can do. We can capture this, and this is also... We can fly. They fly now. And it's us. Welcome to the future. Welcome to the future. And then you take them straight back, and that's it. And we have them tell their friends. Yeah. Indiana Jones. I forgot about Indiana Jones. I saw Indiana Jones. You didn't even mention it. Dude, I loved Indiana Jones. The new Indiana Jones and the Dial of Out of five, what do you rate it? Four. I gave it a four out of five. Lower than I thought. I really like the new one. Now, Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Last Crusade are both two of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. But Temple of Doom and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull I don't think are as good. Dial Destiny. I mean, I thought it was genuine. I thought they dealt with uh, loss and mortality very well. Mm. I thought there's some funnier moments. I thought Harrison Ford was amazing for an 80 year old man. But I think it's the fourth best Indiana Jones movie. Okay. But that's saying a lot for me. Because I for, love all the rest. For of him it. being that old, that's pretty good. A lot of people don't like this one. Yeah. There's a lot of CGI in it. It not honestly, it took me out way less the CGI than it did in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Did it? So, also the thing about Indiana Jones, the Dial of Destiny, we've gone with Raiders of the Lost Ark. They did the Ark of the Covenant was the Kermuffin. Right. Then it was in Temple of Doom. I forget what it was, but Temple of Doom obviously had like uh, cultural mythologies and all that. Then the third one they have the Holy Grail, which is literally eternal life. Yeah. The fourth one they have alien saucers, and this one they have a time machine. Hmm. So I don't know. It's Archimedes dial. It's a real thing. It was the first analog computer ever documented, made by Archimedes. Cool. And yeah. 
second two centuries before Christ. <coughs> My symphonies of coughs are getting worse. Yeah, he's like throwing his hands all over the place and <laughs> directing the music. But Indiana Jones, sorry. Okay. Made me think of that. No, we're good. I think I'm done with the aliens. Just uh aliens are real. Lock your doors. Uh stamp. Okay. Has the action stamp on it. Alright. Signed, sealed, and written. Now Twitter. Oh yes. Dude. Yeah. My gears are grinded. Yeah. Because Twitter, Elon Musk, in all his glory that he I I, I don't like to do. Accumulated over He time. tweets Users now have a limit of how many tweets you can see. What a joke. What a Unless joke. you pay for it. Unless you pay for Twitter Blue. Which is like, and then you get a verified check mark, which is a joke as see, well. I see this tweet. It was like one of the first tweets I saw when I got on Twitter that day. Oh, yeah. And I go, I can't believe this. But 600 tweets, that seems like a lot. So I'm scrolling. Is that the, I thought it yeah. was 300. It was 300 for new unverified users, 600 for existing unverified users. Ah. So I go, I go to take my to take my daily dumps. Yeah. Okay. I'm sitting down. I'm probably there for six minutes scrolling Twitter. Yeah, scrolling Twitter. And I've reached my limit. I've been on for less than ten minutes, probably. That's insane. And I was like, "There's no way I reached my limit," and it didn't refill till the next day. Now they they raised it, and then I think it's gone now. Is it? I think so. I would hope so. I haven't reached it again. After those first two days. Yeah. But what a joke to kick people off your platform. That was... So, threads. Right. So now... Oh, I've got even more gears to grind with threads. Okay. I'm just saying, threads came out at a perfect time. I'm not saying it's perfect. It came out at a perfect time. But Twitter, what are you doing? Twitter used to be the gold mine of social media. Yeah. It was funny. It was informative. You could get onto niches of Twitter of what you actually cared about. You can be on NBA Twitter, or Utah Jazz Twitter, or whatever. Yeah. For us, at least. You can find those people. It's been around for a long time. Right. And Elon Musk has made a several crippling moves to the app. And then Mark Zuckerberg from the third row jumps up to suplex Elon Musk with threads. Yeah. And also challenges him to a, like a boxing match or something. Uh, cage match. Okay. Zuckerberg would In kick the Coliseum. Zuckerberg looks ripped and Elon Musk is not. He'd kick his ass. Not just the Coliseum. The Roman Coliseum. The Roman Coliseum. Like the Coliseum. In Italy. Like one of those archeo- archeo- ar- archaeological? No. One of those architectural achievements okay. of all time. Yeah. They want to fight in it. The original Roman Coliseum. Mm-hmm. In Rome. That's badass. <laughs> it's cool. I support. I'd watch it. I'd pay. Oh, I'd pay good money to watch it. I would it too. too. I would. That, I think that's why they're doing it. But are they actually doing it? Are they going through? I with think it? that's the plan. Yeah. Elon Musk is gonna die. I don't think he's gonna die, but I think Zuckerberg's gonna pretty fairly. Yeah. Cool. I I I really hope it happens. Zuck's gonna open up a can of whoop ass on Musk. Whoa. I think. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But Threads comes out. Yeah. Threads stinks. Not good. Yeah. You open up your timeline, and it's one tweet from person you follow, and then it's just guessing. It's just guessing what you want to see. Yeah. 
you can't control what's on your timeline. It's mostly suggested posts unless you follow a, a crazy amount of people. Yeah. And, but that's the thing, though, is it's so new. they got to iron some of that out. So I'm getting on there, and it's like my – I'm following Culture Crave, and it posts the new Deadpool 3 movie has its first teaser on and it posts Hugh Jackman in the yellow Wolverine suit. I'm like, sick. Scroll cool. the next post, and it's like – just like a conspiracy theory and I'm like I didn't care about this and then I scroll the next post what and was it's the like conspiracy theory nine ten. <laughs> what it was talking about it was Joe Rogan on oh. nine ten. yeah the day before nine eleven. Mm. and then I was like I don't really care about this so I scroll the next post and it's a Taylor Swift post I'm like I don't care about this either so I scroll the next post I don't, and it just goes on and on yeah. of things I don't care about right. and I go to who I'm following I'm like well I didn't see a post from them. 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 What's even the point? They're trying to algorithm me completely. They're just the out. They're they're saying the algorithm is always right. They're, you cannot choose. Hmm. See, Twitter has who you're following and like the latest, and then it also has like a home page. Right. That's mixed with like suggested and who you're seeing and like who you view most. Yeah. Now, one aspect that I do like about Threads. Is pretty much ad free, mm-hmm. and I don't remember where I heard this. I think I read it somewhere, but um, Zuckerberg has come out and said that um, they're going to basically attempt to stay ad free until they have a billion users. A billion? A billion? Huh? One. They billion. already reached a hundred million, the fastest right. ever, obviously. Yeah. But I also don't like Zuckerberg, and I think uh, it's stealing our privacy just like all his other apps probably. Yeah. I don't know. You kind of sign over your soul. Hmm. I've never liked Zuckerberg really, but he does make But we also app. live insignificant lives when it comes to privacy. Oh, no. Yeah, what are they going to do? Know my location? What are they going to do about it? I don't know. I w- are they going to come to my house? Who's what they? Zuckerberg? You- I don't Facebook officials? He doesn't care. It's no, they take that information and they sell it to people that might care. Well, to people that can advertise to you. Right. Which is It's ugh. all about making more money. It's all uh, uh, Can I take that and lead into my next your next irk? My next irk? Yeah, sure. Money. What? Yeah, the root of it. Or Pretty much. The whole idea of money. Now, I get the necessity for it. I understand. So you're a communist? <laughs> no. <laughs> you no, thought loud and hard. <laughs> now, <sighs> this gets tricky for me because I'm all about like free market and people working for themselves. But specifically right now, Economy and the way that money, the inflation, and how it's controlling our lives is insane. And there's basically nothing we can do about it. Well, the way I'll piggyback on this and say money does not get you as far as it used to, and it's it's just it's frankly compared to what it cost to buy a house in the 1950s to now, yeah. I mean, our generation's kind of just screwed over. Yeah. I've, you know, have you seen the memes that are like, oh, should have bought a house in 07 instead of freaking dabbling around in kindergarten. Right. Like, <laughs> well, what are we supposed to do? I don't know. That's, it just, 
it grinds my gears, dude. It pisses me off. Because it's out of my control. And I try not to worry about things that are not in my control. But you can't not but, worry about money. But yeah, it consumes your life. That's what everybody's... The, the whole reason they're doing things at all is to get more money. Because then they can get things that supposedly make them happy. Well, let's open this into a larger discussion. Okay. Should you only work jobs that you love? Like for a career? Do you respect a man that goes into a career that pays well for his family, but he hates it? No, that's... Respect him? Yes. Do you think he can live a fulfilled and successful life? Successful? Yes. Fulfilled? I don't know. So I think everyone hates their jobs. <laughs> hates is strong, because I don't hate my job I don't right hate now. it either. But is it something... If you made your job a career, but could you die happily? No, I would need to continue to grow. Well, if you made your job into a career, so you kept growing, but you did the same thing. You made more money, and you got a promotion, and you changed tasks a little bit. Yeah. At the end of the day... It's the same job. You're providing the same thing to people. You're not doing what you love. Yeah. I don't think I'm happy. This is a tough discussion. Yeah. So I went to school to be a therapist, was right. my intention, during my first year of college. And a little bit because th- I really was passionate about that and it sure. was something I would have loved doing a little bit into it I realized that the math wasn't mathing I was going to go to college for six years I was going to have to find internships and I would start out low and I'd be making my impact on the world by the time I was 30 Right. and by that time I'd be have copious amounts of student debt and I wouldn't be making good money because I'm a therapist not right. a doctor doesn't add up it didn't add up to me and then another thought crawled into my brain that therapists have to deal with the patient like when you everyone else's shit when you clock out as a therapist you can't just forget that a person told you that they're getting physically abused right but you also can't go tell anybody you constantly worried that if you have a depressive and if you have a bipolar patient that they're going to have an episode and they could harm themselves, you're yeah. constantly in that state. And I couldn't handle the burden. Yeah. And I changed my major. And I'm currently in finance, which is not something that I'm super passionate about. Right. It's something I'm good at. Yeah. Now, I'm wrestling with this. And this is a question, an open question that I've been pondering on. Okay. My dog wrestling with the idea barking in the bark background the bark ground of sorry about that working a job that doesn't directly help people so that doesn't fulfill me right working a job that isn't necessarily something I love it's not surrounding basketball it's, it's or, not a passion of yours it's not surrounding basketball or sports it's not surrounding you know what I'm really passionate about it's not surrounding movies or things that I really care about right but can I be fulfilled in a job that provides for my family and allows me to spend more time with them? That's a tricky question. Because That's... the path to financial freedom, financial freedom can lead to a fulfilled life in my opinion. Right. But that's different than working at a job you hate. That's not financial. Can you find, can you find a job you don't hate in a, in a, in a corporate world? I don't know. Because that's the world we live in. Yeah. Me and you 
as two 20 year old males ish ish sure. are expected to go find a corporate job yeah. when we graduate and we're expected to climb that corporate ladder get a job that pays that matches our 401k and yep. retire at 65 yep we are we're both in business related fields we're cogs in a machine yeah but can you be happy being a cog in a machine or do you need to be the machine itself regardless of how insignificant in the grand scheme I think that it machine depends is? on the person you are this gets back to um, your core beliefs, either religiously or spiritually or just personally. Because I loved the idea of helping people every day. Right. And giving real – because as someone that struggled with my mental health, it was a pathway for me to feel fulfilled. I respect that. Yeah. But I, I, I walked away from it because in this – in our current state – Today's day and age – it's so difficult to really pursue what you love. Right. A musician probably won't make it. Right. I had dreams of playing in the NBA. If you can't tell, I'm not in the NBA. Yeah, you're only like six foot. So. I'm six foot. And white. white. Yeah, I'm six foot and white. Yeah. And I thought I was a good basketball player. And I probably was. But I wasn't NBA level. No. I wasn't college level. No. No. So, yeah. you chase these things... Now, is it a little bit of a depressive mindset to be like, well, I'm just going to give up and work what they want me to work? But I think you can find in like, a, for example, a finance industry, a financial planner that takes financial burden off families is not, not helpful. Can that not would, be fulfilling? I think it could be. A business administrator who, is, who makes his employees, who provides for their families, makes a solid team and makes their jobs easier is that not fulfilling? There's these, are, two, these are open questions. There's, there's no right there's or wrong There's two answer. sides to that as well, though, is maybe your job's fulfilling, but how much time is it taking away from your family and your personal time and your personal growth? Well, do you want to work a job to live or do you want to live to work a job? I don't know, because if you're working 40 hours a week, that's fine. But what if you know finance can be a very demanding field requiring 60 or 70 hours a week to really succeed in that area is that taking away from family at that point so you have to find this is the struggle for all of us is you have to find a career for me I would rather work enabling me to live with what I really care about which is the people in my life right I would rather work harder there to be able to do that than live to work a job that I, that I feel is my purpose. Yeah. That's the side of the coin I think I stand on. I think it's, I agree. It's a, it's, a, it's a thing I don't, I'm not sure about yeah. and I could flip. But there's people that like an artist who all they do is do art because it fulfills them. They live to do that. Right. There's people that live to do their job. Good for them. I'm not that person. I think I could you can't, I, you can't make money from spending time with your family nor would you want to because it would take away from the genuality of it. Right. But if I can provide things for my family that some would seem as like unnecessary but special, like say, for example, I want to buy a boat. A boat creates memories. Yes, it does. And those memories are more valuable to me than me saying, well, I'm a therapist. Right. But I'm going to have to give up that thing that I love to do and go work at some corporate job that I don't care about in order to get that. Is well, it worth it to me? This is a hot take. 
I think sharp tacks, upcoming sharp tacks are being harder to find in our generation. Just smart people. I'm not necessarily concerned that I can be successful in the business world. Yeah. I'm not necessarily concerned about that. It's going to be hard. Sure. But I think it's going to require work. I think for my age, I'm ahead of where I should be. Sure. And I think I'm doing the right things. And I think I have connections. And I'm not, I'm moving, I'm taking steps. And those steps aren't necessarily scaring me as much as the idea of actually getting to where I want to be. Right. And is that going to be enough? And when do you stop? Do you just always keep pushing forward? I think so. I feel like as human beings, we we need to. We have that drive in us that you always need to keep moving forward in something. I think my goal, I think this is the point of this conversation, the conclusion. Or we can keep talking about it, but this is my takeaway. Yeah. Because this has been something I think about, but I think I'm pretty, this conversation has helped me reach this. Okay. And it's been my conclusion, but I've been a little shaky about it. Okay. Subject to change? I would rather work to give me the freedom to play. To be financially independent okay. than live to work. Than live to do my job. Yeah. I just, I want to be financially independent. Is the At that point though, if you're living to do your job, I, would, I don't think I would consider that a job. No, people, I think that's people more that, so like a hobby that makes you money. A people that fi- that make money off of their passions, I, res- I I I really respect them. Yeah, and I envy it. That's the point of this conversation. Is I envy right. Them. But for the vast vast majority of people on this earth, that is not realistic. I'm fine working to earn my freedom. To get to a point where I can spend time and afford to do make things that you do care about. Yeah. Yeah. I would care more about my family than those things. Yeah. Go buy season and tickets. And I, I don't mean to see... Some sports team. I don't want to mean, mean to seem entitled being like, oh, well, I'm pretty confident I'm going to make it in the business world. But it's less what I'm worried about rather than being being fulfilled. Yeah. A, a purposeful life. I think a, a purposeful life doesn't necessarily have to mean that everything you do is purposeful. I don't think so. But either. that it's working if, towards... If you put... Being, everything you have into helping other people you don't really have a life at that point now I'm not saying that that shouldn't be the main because I'm all for helping other people that does bring me fulfillment I enjoy it I think if everyone tried to live that way this world would be a better place I know a lot of people do well you can help other people by being financially independent it's the people you care about most right I'm providing but when when you take that to an extreme you'd get to a point where you're not really helping people anymore well because money would get in the way right back to the conversation of money would get in the way yep you, you, it's hard to help people and make money yep it's so hard so to me the more valuable takeaway is make money to be able to provide secure and spend time with who I care about. Yeah. An interesting conversation. Yes, it is. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I got a little introspective. It's all right. I think they will. If you have any comments on said topic and or any other topics. We don't know everything. 
Give us advice. I like to think we do, but well, we pr- sure we don't. We pretend we do. That's kind of our. That's kind it, of our it, it is the idea, yeah. So, anyways, we know everything. And if you disagree with us, let us know. We'll talk about why you're wrong, and we'll be right about that too. Right, but at least we'll have something to talk about other than just us. You know what? I would say this grind gear segment didn't grind my gears more. It rather pour WD forty on them. Oh. And they're grinding more smoothly. And now. you're feeling fine. I'm feeling good. Feeling fine. How are you feeling, Zach? Fine. Good. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say? I I do have a, a couple other things that grind my gears. Okay. But it is your turn, technically. Do you have another? Ah, oh, now my now my gears are so smooth. Yeah. They're lubricated. Yeah. Um, I feel like if I follow this conversation with anything, it's not going to be as significant. We just, we got pretty significant. We did. I guess organized religion grinds my gears. (laughs) (laughs) We can get into this if you want. No, we're not going to. I think what grinds my gears is a general consensus on either side of the political spectrum. That grinds my gears. I feel like there are less and less free thinkers. Yeah. And there People is a, have an open mind. There is a whole... Other than us, because we're right about everything. But We don't need to have an open mind. We have the mind. Everybody else, though. Have an open mind There is something. so many people that just subscribe to whatever someone says. Yeah. Mostly, like, side. news outlets, social media as a whole... There are people, though, that literally just believe the exact opposite of what news says. Yeah. I, I, you're scroll, I'm scrolling on Instagram, and they have the fact-checking thing, right? Where it's like, see why fact-checkers say this post is false. Right. And I'm going through the comments, and it's like, if Instagram says the fact... If the fact-checker thing pops up, I automatically believe that it's true. <laughs> because they, they think Facebook is just part of the oh, propaganda I machine. See. I see. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, you should just... Evaluate the content for what you can evaluate yeah. from it. Have have your own opinion about something. Because I saw one that was like, Joe Biden's earlobes have changed. He's a clone. And then people were commenting, because Instagram said it's fake, I, fake, I automatically believe it. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> but the same goes for the other side, that just whatever they're spoon-fed, yeah. they believe it. Yeah. I almost feel like that's worse, because I feel like that's a greater majority of people. It may not. I don't think it's worse, but I think, I think both. And this goes for. I, I don't both think sides. either one is better. Or worse. This goes for both. I sides. think both could be dangerous. Yeah. Because someone that will believe nothing or someone that will believe everything is equally. They're harmful. they're two extremes. Yeah. Dude, I think we're all more open-minded than they want us to be. Oh, of course. I think it yeah. pedals the political machine to have such hatred for each other. Yeah. I think a lot more people are in the middle than they seem. But they don't want to voice it because it's... See, my goal is to sound completely neutral here. Not because I'm a centrist, but because if you don't know my political beliefs, at least maybe you might listen to what I'm saying. Yeah. I have my tendencies to lean one way or the other. Of course I do too. And it honestly varies on topic. I I I would I would subscribe to that as well. Yeah. So I don't know. Have an open mind. 
that's the takeaway. Yeah. But it grinds my gears and it absolutely gets under my skin. People that automatically don't believe everything they see or people that automatically believe everything they see. Yeah. Both sides equally. Grind my gears. To you. Alright, I'm going to go a little bit more lighthearted here to last last grind of gears. It's going to be a quick just throw it out there. But I just got a PlayStation 5. Okay? Okay, do tell. Alright. Big fan. I love it. I got an Xbox as well. Honestly, I love both of them. Really good. Um, people feel like you have to like pick one side or the other again. Like you said with political stuff. <laughs> this is so a lot really, less deep. But Gaming is a microcosm. <laughs> <laughs> of the real world. <laughs> and they got... Things in the water was turning the frogs gay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, with that being said, I got back in a GTA V. Solid game. You know what year that came out? Twenty. Let me guess. Twenty seventeen. Twenty thirteen. Dude, it's been ten years. <laughs> GTA Six is nowhere. Where's GTA Six? That's crazy. Twenty thirteen. Yeah. It might. I could be wrong on that, actually. But I'm pretty sure. Should we see? I'm, I'm like 95% sure it's 2013. September 17th, 2013. It, okay, so I'm right. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. What's the... What's the it, it came out on the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. Okay. We uh, hint at the GTA... So, will most likely arrive between... April 2024 and March 2025. So we're talking 11 to 12 years between releases of a, arguably the largest gaming franchise ever. That seems like a dysfunctional way of That's providing insane. product. Think about how much money they're missing out on. Also, have you heard how much they're reportedly spending the budget for GTA 6? I have not. Throw out a number. Just guess how much. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Hands are off the keyboard. Okay. Hands are off the keyboard. Guess how much their the budget is. So not they might go over budget. Fifty million. Okay, you're not even close. What? More? Yeah. Three hundred million. No. How much? Keep going. What up? Keep going. Five hundred million. Keep going. A billion dollars. Keep going. Two billion dollars. Two billion dollars. Holy shit. Yeah. The production cost of movies is like two hundred million. Yes. And that's like the, a huge the, Marvel release. The expected budget of GTA 6, they estimated between 1 and 2 billion. Which, oh, I'm going to err on the high side of that. Just because things Cause are... Because it's taken so long. Yeah. Everything goes over budget anyway. The longer it takes, anyway. the more people they have on staff and development. But that's the budget. It might go over. And you have know. to fix games. The thing is, when you publish them, when you put the movie in the theaters, it's done. Yeah. You have provided Games are not done. Games are constantly need to be developed. And patched and yeah. reworked and... New stuff has to come out. Adding content to it, like I'm sure once they like GTA Five, they're still making money on that game because they're still putting out content. But think about if they are on GTA Seven right now, think about how much more money they're making. Yeah. But this also goes games. I stopped really gaming because games are just coming out; they're unfinished. Right. Call of Duties have has not finished has not put out a good finished game in a long time. Brand new. You're absolutely right. Um, I just got back. Battlefront back Two, one of my favorite games, at first was really bad. So bad. Yeah, they're not putting out favorite. Two mm-hmm. K, it does the same thing every yeah. year. Madden does the same thing. And every then year. six months later, a year later, 
that's where the game should have been when it released. Yeah, and by that time, the new one's coming out with all, and your roster and everything is out of date. It's out of date. Things it's are out of date. It, you, your old news by the time the game's actually good. Yeah, which is unfortunate, but it's the world we live in. Because you have to provide a new sports game every year, which I think is kind of a joke. You should I, just. I think they should release some sort of like live. I don't know what the word for it, like live service. Well, if they did like 2K5, and it's not 2K5, like the year 2005, or like the fifth iteration of 2K, Uh it's like the fifth 2K game, and it lasts for three years, and they just keep updating the rosters, and they keep adding new content and everything for three years. And the next, next, uh, three years later, a new game comes out with better graphics. Because the graphics have not gotten monumentally better since 2K21. Yeah. They're not getting better every year. No, and I feel like they're they're reaching for. With they really a only lot get better. They really only get better every new console jump. Yeah, and you can do two game releases every console jump, and I feel like they still make just as much money because more people would buy that one. Yeah, charge a hundred bucks for the game. If it's lasting me three to four years, I'm paying that. Mm-hmm. Me too. I don't know if my roster stays in date at least. <laughs> that was a much light, more lighthearted topic. It was. Thank you. Yeah. Barbenheimer is upon us. Yeah. And I couldn't be more excited. The NBA season is rapidly approaching. The NFL season, which is honestly more anticipated for me this year. I'm getting real excited for the NFL season. Dude. Because the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl. Hot take. Do you want to put money on it? Yeah. Whoever does better this season, Eagles or Giants, you want to put money on it? Ten bucks. Twenty. Fine. We'll probably bet on individual games. You heard it here first. There's big money on this season. $10. $10 in cold, hard, crisp, supple. Uh, $10 bill. No, two fives for me. I don't know if I like that. No, you're going to get two fives. You're going to get a Venmo. I like that even Venmo less. Venmo I really just wanted a $10 the fact bill. That the, the fact that Venmo transactions are now monitored for taxation. Yeah. I'm going to get taxed on that $10. Grinds my gears. Yeah. Anyways. I think that's a good way to end it. All right. Yeah. Well, $10. Thanks for, thanks for listening, everyone. Hopefully, hopefully we said something either meaningful, funny. Uh, this episode was a little more meaningful than funny. Yeah. I thought it was well done, though. It was all right. Pat on the back to me. Just to you? Yeah. Can I have some credit? For the... Way to go, Zach. Thanks, buddy. Good night, everyone. We will see you very, very soon. Adios.